You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's OBHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest hails from a Hollywood pedigree family of actors, directors, producers. You know them from some of your most favorite movies. But she also shines in her tireless effort to ensure shelter dogs, cats, and other companion animals find their forever home. I'm really honored to welcome actress, director, producer, and animal advocate extraordinaire. I added that just for you. We're talking to <laughs> the one and only Allison Eastwood. Welcome to the show, Allison. No, oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's it's always a, a pleasure to, to get to talk and to people who love animals and share, you know, this common common goal of helping them. So thank you. Well, we thank you, too. You know, Allison, yes, she is the daughter of Clint Eastwood, but she is a force in her own right. And for animals everywhere, I see her as their star. Back in 2012, she founded the Eastwood Ranch Foundation. And now this year, she's kicking off by expanding that mission with a national online rescue effort. It's called Foster Fur Kids. Now, we're going to find out more about this, but we got to take a quick commercial break. So... You guys know the drill. Sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. You know, having you on my show, Allison, you make me happy. And now you're going to know it's coming. Here it comes. I mean, if we could tweak slightly the epic words of your father, you've just made my day, Allison. Oh, well, that's sweet. And, you know, I wish I had a dollar for every time someone said that to me because I could fund my whole rescue and probably 10 <laughs> others. So, <laughs> all right, well, but it, I, but it always works. 
<laughs> it does. It does. You know, let's get started right away because this is your new baby, This the Foster Fur Kids, and that's folks, fosterfurkids.com. I mean, you've been doing a lot of good in the L.A. area with the Eastwood Ranch Foundation for Animals. So tell our listeners what made you say, I need to go big. There's a lot of needs out there. Well, I mean, you know, we started off small, and, and we still are a fairly small rescue, but we do work with a lot of other nonprofits, and that's part of our mission statement with Eastwood Ranch Foundation is we wanted to not only do rescue, but to help other rescues. So we believe that pooling together, you know, helps more animals, and we're all working towards the same goals, and it's important for us to stick together. So we decided with that sort of in mind that what we were really lacking out in the rescue world is fosters and transporters. And so that's where the idea for foster fur kids came in. And we thought, you know, there's no reason why we can't have almost like a, well, almost like a match.com for people who love animals and want to help and people who are rescuing animals and need help. So it's a perfect relationship. It is a perfect match because these are putting together relationships. You have, I know you personally have some critters that have come from shelters, right? What's your current oh, yes. one one? What's your, here's your chance to make them stars. Go ahead. I know you have cats, dogs, bunnies. What do you well, got? Well, we've, yeah, we've got three boy cats that all came from the San Bernardino City Shelter, which is, you know, a, a pretty tough one out here in Southern California. And then we've got a rescue rabbit oh. and we have a rescue chihuahua. And then our other dogs were dogs that we inherited from loved ones who passed on. So we have quite a melange of critters here. (laughs) And and I do have horses, but fortunately, I bought those horses 20 years ago, and, and they live a long time, which is great. But I do try to rescue horses when I can, and I've tried to help place some rescue horses because they definitely need some love, too. My late great husky golden retriever, Chipper, I teach pet first aid and she helped me. She came from the San Bernardino place as well. So small world. Yeah. But, you know, talk about rescues. They come from the shelter. And and you also touched upon the fact that a lot of times, sometimes a beloved pet ends up in a shelter because their pet parent has passed on. And that's an issue, too. It sounds like very important to you. It is. It is an important issue because a lot of people don't think about it. What if something happened to you? Also, we've also had a lot of people who have hit hard times and the economy and whatnot. So a lot of people have been relinquishing their pets because they simply can't take care of them or they can't afford the medical bills or there's an issue. And, you know, it's heartbreaking because these people are devastated and they don't have anywhere else to go. So, you know, it, we intercept as much as we can, especially when we know they're really great, friendly family pets so that they don't have to go through the trauma of being in a shelter and scared. But, right. you know, a lot of them do end up there and it's heartbreaking to see. And uh, it's something that uh, people we'd love to people to consider and think about having maybe a plan for their pets if they aren't around. Yeah, that's a great idea. And now, pardon the pun, but you call this Foster Fur Kids sort of your pet project from the Eastwood Mm -hmm. Ranch Foundation. And you touched upon the fact that we're looking for pet transporters and some other folks. So tell us who the players are in Animal Rescue today, and we're keeping this Hollywood, I guess, theme going. What roles can they play to star? Well, I mean, what we're really looking for is we're looking for the rescues and the shelters to sign up. This is a national database that you for, you know, completely free. 
it's not, it's meant for all people, all rescues. You can go in there, you can pick whether you want to foster or transport dogs or cats or rabbits or whatever is on there or whatever's in need. And uh, it really hooks the shelter and the rescue together. So let's say you're a person that can adopt a dog out there or a cat uh, for long term, but you could take care of it for a couple of weeks until it found its forever home. And that makes a huge difference because just Getting an animal out of the shelter and giving it two weeks' time to find it a proper home, it's a life-and-death decision and change for them. So it means a lot, and I think we could save a lot more shelter animals if we just had people out there that were willing to give a little time and a little love to an animal in need. Yeah, it seems like this is quite a project. I mean, you're trying to get a national effort, and I know there's a lot of good-hearted people that seem to have independent or individual or state-level kinds of rescue plans. It's sad that, you know, we haven't had that until now. Yeah, it is. But, you know, there's a lot of great websites out there that are helping connect people, you know, PetFinder.com, Adopt-A-Pet, and we think that foster fur kids can be up there where this is by county, by state, by city, by town. Basically, you put in your zip code and you can hopefully find rescues, you can find transporters or fosters, and everyone can sort of meet each other and find each other just by putting in your zip code. And I've gone to the site, and you're even helping them with some mileage situation. I mean, you're trying not to put a a burden on the folks that are trying to help. Yeah, well, that's a great thing is, you know, a lot of, I had, I did an interview the other day, and it was a man in Atlanta, Georgia, and he said, you know, we don't pay fosters here. And I said, (laughs) well, you know, in L.A., we do. Not a lot. You know, it's totally negotiable depending on what the rescue can provide, but Honestly, I would rather pay a foster and provide the food and vet care than put a dog or cat in boarding because boarding, they're just not going to receive the kind of special attention that a foster can give. So that was our, you know, that was our sort of reasoning of giving the option to actually give people some money and cover any expenses so that people didn't come out of pocket. Right. And it's the cutest dog looking like he's driving a red steering wheel that's on your (laughs) Aids, it yes, says, what I is know. a pet transporter? He's really, he's hitting those <laughs> curves pretty well. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, a pet transporter is, I mean, you know, similar to like an Uber or a Lyft. I mean, right. you can either volunteer to do it or you can pay mileage and that's all negotiated between, again, the rescue and the potential transporter. So we at Eastwood Ranch provide 75 cents a mile. Because we deal with a lot of shelters that are almost two hours away. And I just, with traffic here, I can't go jump in my car when a dog is literally about to be euthanized. And they're calling, you know, shelter's calling saying, can you please take this dog? So this way I can plug in who's in that area, who's willing to do it. And within maybe even an hour, I can get a response of somebody saying, I'll go pick up that dog for you and drive it to where it needs to go. That sounds great. Growing up, yeah. it sounds like uh, not only are we all on Hollywood sets a lot, but animals have always been a fabric of your life, haven't they? Yes, they have. I mean, I, I feel so blessed. I was really fortunate to grow up in Pebble Beach, California, which is incredibly beautiful and full of nature and all sorts of stuff. We had 
orphan deers. Uh, my mom took in some orphan baby deers when we were little kids, and we got to bottle feed them, and they used to come in the house and take a nap. So we oh, kind wow. of have this. We've had pretty crazy little charmed sort of uh, fairy tale upbringing in this beautiful place. So I feel very blessed. And and then obviously now I live in L.A. and we do rescue here. So we're blessed with good weather. It's sunny out right now. And, and that way the dogs can go out and play where I know a lot of people are getting plagued by big storms. Oh, yeah. Out east so. they're getting uh, lots of lots of snow. But if you have a husky mix, they love that. <laughs> Oh, so, yeah, and so does, I have a retriever, and our retriever okay, yeah. loves the snow. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, you can go oh, up yes. to Big Bear, or you are, there are some spots you can get to, but I know what you mean. Yeah, so, definitely. Well, we're, we're speaking with Allison Eastwood. She is, of course, the founder of Eastwood Ranch Foundation, and with her buddies, they are now on a national effort. It's called fosterforkids.com. We're going to find out more about what Allison is up to, both with pets and her role as an actress, producer, and director, after we take this quick commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Want to know who the latest trendsetters are in Hollywood? How about Irish setters? Find out who's been spotted with spot, chowing with their chow, and shopping for Gucci with their Poochie. Get, get the scoop on all the latest celebrity pet patter right here. Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey everybody, this is Stephen Weber reminding you to always listen to Arden Moore on OVA, the best show on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to OVA. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm delighted we have Allison Eastwood, I'd say in the house, but you actually are in your home, <laughs> probably in your pajamas or something. This is a nice <laughs> podcast. You don't have to go makeup. Yeah, well, like I mentioned to you before we started the interview, I'm getting over the flu. So, yes, I'm very thrilled. I, you know, I did a, a TV appearance on our local TV station here on Monday and I was oh. so sick with the flu and you know I just sort of thank God they have bright lights and a lot of makeup because <laughs> I did I was really feeling uh you know worse for wear. I'm sending you over a cup of tea virtually hopefully thank to you. you sip on too. I'm actually having one right now so. <laughs> oh see it, it already got there boy that's fast. There you go it already got there it's amazing. <laughs> so I understand you don't call your dad dad don't you call him big daddy what's the deal there? <laughs> 
Oh, oh, woman, for goodness sakes, what are you doing? It started as a joke that we called him Big Daddy, but, you know, I call him Dad, you know, Daddy. When I really want something and I want (laughs) to pour on the charm, you know, Daddy comes out, or Big Daddy, but, you know, I I do just call him Dad. (laughs) That's cool. Or Pops. You both have directed shows, movies. I mean, obviously, you know, you not only directed, but co-produced Battle Creek. But what's the deal? He's, does he give you some advice or is it just supposed to be already in your DNA? You know what to do? Uh, probably a little of both, I guess. Okay. I mean, I don't know if it is. I'm sure he would hope it would be in our DNA since some of my siblings have chose to get into the business as well. But he's not a big advice guy, but he's, you know, he's always very supportive. And if I have any questions or I want to run something by him, I I certainly, he's always open to it. He's sort of not one to sort of pry into people's business. And so he just sort of lets you, you know, if you need to come to him, he's definitely there. But otherwise, you know, we just all kind of, everyone does their own thing. (laughs) He's not a meddling dad. (laughs) That's actually nice, right? Don't you think? Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, I, you know, it's nice to have your parents really care about what you're doing, but I'm almost 45 years old. So, (laughs) uh, you know, I I don't know how much advice and more advice he can give me at this point. But he also, I saw some pictures, you do a lot of efforts to raise money and awareness for pets. And there was some kind of a photo, I can't remember what, it was an art event, I I believe. And he's there holding a dog. So his love is Yeah, I know. He's, He's incredible. He has come to every single fundraiser we've had. Um, He has made really wonderful donations. He's got other people to donate. He's always been really supportive. He has a few of his own rescue dogs and rescue pets. Him and his girlfriend have a Mm -hmm. menagerie of their own. So, yeah, I mean, it's incredible. It's really wonderful to have a parent that's so incredibly supportive of your charitable works. And do you do much with your brother, Scott? I know you're, I guess he's your half-brother. I always hate that word because they really yeah, have two legs and I two know. arms. What's They're my the brother. Yeah. He's my brother. One time I actually said that to someone. I said, this is my half-brother, Scott. And I thought, why would I say that? Like, he's my brother. So <laughs> He's my quarter <laughs> brother. He's my exactly. one-sixteenth brother. <laughs> exactly. So, no, you know, I've worked with my brother, Kyle, my older brother, Kyle, quite a right. bit. He's a musician and he's done a lot of scores. He scored both of my films. And, uh, you know, he's worked with my dad a lot on, on a lot of big movies, and he's very talented. Scott and I obviously have a great relationship, but we haven't technically worked together yet. So um, I know he's worked with my dad a few times, as most of the kids have, have worked with my dad. And he's sort of out doing great things. I mean, I just talked to him. He's in Australia doing some big movie and living the life. So. Well, you were, I think, was the Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil way back when. Was that one of the first times you actually were on a movie that your father directed? No, I actually, the first time he ever directed me, I think I was seven. Oh, my gosh. Um, I had a little tiny three lines or something in this movie called Bronco Billy, which was like in the early 80s. And then I worked with him in a more significant role in a movie called Tightrope. And I think I was 12. And I I got to take a couple months off school. And that was just obviously the best thing that ever happened to me at at 12 years old. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you uh, remember. (laughs) 
Yeah, and go play with my dad in New Orleans for three months making a movie. So that was great. And then as an adult was when I worked with him in Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. And, and that was the last time we really worked together, just because at that point, I felt I don't want to end up in my dad's movies all the time, or everyone's no. going to think I can't get my own job. So well, we ended can- up, yeah, we haven't worked since then, but he's definitely been supportive of my work in the film and TV business, too. Well, folks need to know, too, you earned lots of kudos from us with helping produce that Nat Geo Wild show called Animal Intervention. And I saw a little clip where there was a declawed bear in a cage on a concrete slab, but that changed. Oh, yeah, that was a horrible situation. You know, there's like still, I think it's eight states in in the union that allow wild animals as pets. And this bear was in North Carolina. And yes, it was in this tiny dog run. We actually weren't able to get it out personally because it just didn't work out on the show. But the good news is, is right after we filmed that, Bob Barker actually paid to have that bear shipped out to California to, I think it's called the Paws ranch and he lives on a one acre parcel with his own swimming pool now so oh my gosh. he's in great shape he went from a really horrible situation to a great situation and he's in a sanctuary now so bob barker always doing amazing great things but i'm just glad the bear got out and yeah that show was very tough i mean it was tough to film it was tough to be around such a difficult situation with animals suffering but we were glad we were able to do it even though if it was only one season that they shot it Well, it still makes an impact. It begs the question, folks, our listeners certainly know, they're sentient beings just like we, and they have feelings, they have emotions. Anyone that has ever had the fortune of being with a dog, cat, or other beautiful animal knows. So you're doing good work on that. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, we... We really want to grow the Eastwood Ranch Foundation into something where we can help all animals. And we have, you know, we we did a crowdfunding campaign for chimpanzees that were being released from medical labs, federally funded medical labs. We've created petitions and worked with other nonprofits to, you know, obviously spread the word about elephants and rhinos and orangutans. And, I mean, there's so much sort of uh, destruction going on with habitat and with animals in general that we could spend all day and night trying to support all these different plights. So with our dogs and cats in shelters, I know there's uh, millions, tragically, that are being euthanized because mm. they have no space. You can do it one pet at a time almost. It seems like you can get overwhelmed or what's your mindset? Well, yeah. I mean, look, I, I get overwhelmed and there's times where I think, why am I even doing this? I don't feel like I'm making a difference at all because you take 24 dogs out of a shelter, you get them on a transport to British Columbia where they have waiting adopters and then 45 more come in the next day. And it's just, it's really hard, but it is one animal at a time. And when you do make a difference for that one animal, and you see the joy in families' faces and the happiness in the animals for being somewhere that it's loved and safe. It, it makes it all worthwhile, and you, you keep going even when you think, I can't do this another day, and that unfortunately happens quite a bit. But there's more pros and cons with doing rescues, <laughs> and that's what matters, and that's kind of how I have to think about it. So tell us the story about your rescue chihuahua. What is the dog's name, and how did this dog win the lotto by being part of your family? <laughs> uh, he did kind of win the lotto, and he, you know, of course, he's the smallest dog or animal that we have, uh, except for the rabbits, and he thinks he runs the whole house. So that's typical <laughs> chihuahua. Right. Typical chihuahua for you, little little machismo. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, 
we wanted, my husband and I had just met and were dating and moved in together and we wanted to get a dog for us that, you know, I had a dog before and he had a dog, but now we wanted our own, our own dog. And so we started looking, we wanted a Chihuahua and we both love the breed. And there's unfortunately such an overpopulation problem in Southern California and probably due to the the Taco Bell commercials and the, you know, all the sort of glorification, Beverly Hills Chihuahua movies, those kind of things. And yeah, the so, per- you know, we thought, a purse my ride kind of uh, Yeah, assessments. you know, yeah, the really socialites not. carrying, yeah, carrying them around in handbags and putting, you know, diamond collars on them. It got a little out of control. And so we do have a problem here in Southern California. So we do work a lot with saving chihuahuas. So we ended up looking for a chihuahua. We found Bacchus is his name. Oh, like and we wine? found Bacchus. <laughs> yes, like the god of wine and, and the god of just good times in general. So oh, yeah. he, uh, yeah, we found Bacchus at the Ventura County Shelter up in Camarillo, and he was okay. found wandering as a two-month-old puppy just randomly okay. out by himself at night. And uh, that's how we, we found him and went up there, and he was our new baby. Uh, so I toast to Bacchus. I, I don't have mm-hmm. any wine in front of me, but I'll pretend, okay? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about your cats from San Bernardino? I do a lot of work with cats and dogs. I actually teach pet first aid with the only cat in the country. So he purrs while everybody's checking him out. But hes I call him shelter alums. He hails from the San Diego Humane Society. And the dog, Kona Terrier Mix, hails from the Rancho Coastal Humane Society in Encinitas. So together, I got quite a team, but they are rescues. And I'm telling you, every week when I got them, you can see once you establish that they feel safe and there's trust, I got two superstar teachers out of the deal. I'm feeling pretty good. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you touched upon it by saying sentiment beatings, but the bottom line is when you go to these shelters, you see how scared they are. When I get them in the truck, the cats and the dogs, they Uh look at me and they know. They know that they're out of there. They know they don't hear all that horrible noise and all the commotion. And and I swear to God, I've had dogs literally come up and, like, thank me and give me, like, a little paw on my Uh shoulder and, like, say thank you. And it's um, it's the weirdest thing, but it's totally true. I mean, they know. They sense that they're out of danger and that they're going someplace better. And it's just, it's an amazing feeling to to have that. And the cats do it too. I've had cats terrified at the shelter. As soon as I got them in the car, they calmed down. They just, the energy changed and they completely became amazing, loving creatures. They got their purr throttle, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have one cat that we rescued that almost didn't make it because he had the, you know, upper respiratory infection, which a lot of the cats get at shelters. And it's, right. if you can catch it in time, it's certainly not fatal, but it can kill little kittens. But this cat survived and he actually gives hugs. So we have oh, videos sweet. of him giving hugs. So it's the cutest thing. If you bend down, he'll throw his arms around your neck and then you have to pick him up and hold him like a baby. <laughs> now, is he named after a beer or what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's named. <laughs> no, but that's a good idea because I, I was thinking of, of a names, theme there. So you can name him Logger or I, something. I, I don't know. With all the rescues, I thought I need to go buy a baby <laughs> book with names because I run out of names and then we start yeah. double naming and you know, the vets yeah. are like, well, who, you know. <laughs> no, they're actually named after Old West characters. We have Jesse, which is okay. for Jesse James, right. Wyatt Earp. And Frank James. So Jesse, Frank, and Wyatt. And which uh, one is the hugger? 
Which Jesse one's... is a hugger. Okay. Jesse's the hugger. They Frank get... is our supermodel, and oh, Jesse's really? our hugger. Yeah. And what about poor Wyatt? Well, poor Wyatt is—he's a beauty. He's sort of our quiet one, you know. But but he's really a love bug, and he's—he's he's just a beautiful boy. He actually was set to be euthanized. Had already been taken out of the crate and taken in, and they broke for lunch. And I happened to go to the shelter, oh and one of the you know wonderful workers there said to me, "If you don't take this cat, he won't make it past lunchtime." And so I took him, and now he lives with us. And how long ago was that? That was, I think, three years ago. Nice, so, nice. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he's still got eight lives left, thanks to you. I know, I know. My heart broke for him, and the sad part is that, you know, a lot of kittens will get adopted out of shelters, but these right. mature adult cats or senior cats, it's so hard to find homes for them because most people want a cute little fuzzy kitten they can bond with, and cats are so environmental they get scared very easily they're taken out of their sort of usual environment uh, unlike dogs and uh so it's sad that the older guys don't get as much love so I, we try to help them too that's great you know i call the first year of a kittenhood the wonder year because you wonder where your sanity goes because they are crazy <laughs> so sometimes oh people, yeah you know looking for an older cat you know what their behaviors are and their wants and and sometimes it's nice to ease into having a cat in your life by having one that's a little bit more seasoned. Yeah, you know, it's nice because they spend, you know, over 50% of their time sleeping. So they just yeah. kind of get lazy and they just want a nice pet or a curl up occasionally or maybe a little playtime. But it's nice to have a mellow cat. With kittens, I usually spend months with tiny scratches all over my body. <laughs> so I know when I have kittens, I go out and people, you know, if I'm wearing a, a dress or something, they go, what is, what is all of your arms? And so I'm, just, I'm covered in little tiny needle scratches from kittens. So, yeah, But it's just, worth it. Yes, They're it fun. is. Any big projects coming up for you in addition to this, oh my gosh, coordinating the foster, foster for kids. kids. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So what's coming up on that? Yeah. Can tell our listeners. Well, we're going to be sort of rolling out a big PR campaign for foster for kids. And I'm probably going to maybe go around to a couple big cities and try to really meet with some rescues and do some morning shows or some TV spots where I can really get the word out. And then we have our fundraiser, which I'm starting to plan, which is the third annual Art for Animals, which you mentioned right. before. And it's at a great gallery in, here in West Hollywood. And when will that know, we've be, done it now um, twice. That's going to be Friday, May 5th. Okay, Friday, May 5th. All you yeah. folks in California, get your butts over there to this fundraiser. You, you've had two great years of doing that, so I applaud you, yeah. applaud you for that. And it keeps getting better, too. So we're hoping to make it even bigger and better this year with a lot more art. So if you're an art lover, animal lover, or you just want to come out and have a cocktail. Oh, you will you? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Now, and all the pets will be named after alcohol, right? <laughs> yes, of course. Although I don't know if there's enough alcohol out there to cover all these shelter pets. But yes, I'm going to start doing that for your I think I'm going to have so. adopt Tito. <laughs> I love the yeah, or yeah. A, J- a Jameson, Jameson, yeah, yeah, yeah. or a Tito. Yeah, there we go. Or a, See, yeah. I've given mm-hmm. you a whole new way of looking at naming uh, the wonderful animals that are finding homes. Allison, it's been really terrific for you to be on our show. We're speaking again to Allison and with the uh, Foster for Kids and Allison Eastwood. What a great name. I'm glad your name wasn't Allison East West or Allison Treewood. <laughs> I mean, do you ever think about how your name? How did the family? No, Eastwood. What's East, the deal with Eastwood's the name? a good name. It is. Do you know anything Eastwood, about the original? You know, I looked, 
I looked it up. Yeah. You know, now that there's so many of these sort of ancestry, yeah. you know, DNA things going on, I looked it up and I think my grandmother, my dad's mom had some information, but it comes from Northern England in the Eastern part near the border of Scotland. So oh. that's the first Eastwood that was ever, you know, documented. And uh, I think it was in like 14 something. <laughs> so obviously they lived east of the woods and that sort of worked out. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you could know? have had a worse name, you know, you could have been Pickle yes. you know, Shrub or something. So uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a good name. I agree. And I think you are heading in the right direction when it comes to helping animals in need. So I'm very delighted that you could be on our show. Is there any parting words you want to say to our listeners? They got their ears open. I, I even have my two rescued dogs and cat they're all sitting there going oh i have heard of allison eastwood yeah yeah she's okay yeah us pets we've been talking about her she's she's okay we can hang with her (laughs) yeah i'm okay (laughs) you know no i just wanted to say thank you for having me and as we all know please adopt and don't shop and spread the word bay and neuter is such an important part of keeping our shelter population down and we love pets and we're happy to do this and it warms my heart to try to to help animals and make a difference in the world so please check us out on eastwoodranch.org or sign up to be a foster or a transporter or just follow what's going on on foster fur kids you can actually go and see the animals that the rescues are asking for and if you can't foster you could give 10 bucks and that may help a rescue actually you know you can give a pledge which a lot of people do, and that way you feel like you did something. And there's always something you can do. You know, if you can't give money, if you have old newspapers, old blankets, towels, take them to your local humane society or shelter. You can volunteer. There's a lot of things that don't cost anything that can be helpful to an animal. So I just encourage everyone to do that on a daily basis. Well, I think that's great advice, and I thank you so much for being on the show. I also want to give a pause-up salute to my producer, Mark Winter. He's the executive producer of Pet Life Radio, the largest pet network on the planet when it comes to audio. So again, folks, go to fosterforkids.com. That's fosterfurkids.com, and please check out the Eastwood Ranch Foundation. That's at eastwoodranch.org. Lots of great ways to help. And until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.